0: Also, if you don't have Cash App, you can do it via PayPal, deadandhiphop at gmail.com. Make sure that you hashtag DE365 so that way we know it's for me and Ken. Dead and Hip Hop audio review Jodacy Diary of a Mad Band. Um, we got Shelton J on. What it do, Shelton? What's happening? What's happening? We've never done Jodacy before. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a bio. And once I started looking up the info, I know why Shelton recommended this joint. So Jodeci is an American R&B quartet with members Devontae Swing, Mr. Dalvin, KC, and JoJo. Formed in 1989 in Charlotte, North Carolina, Jodeci's members began their musical careers as two duos of brothers and, after years of limited success, joined forces. Joined forces after signing with uptown records in 91 the group began to work on their debut album forever my lady Which brought them mainstream success with the Billboard hot 100 single come and talk to me and <laughs> the albums uh, t- t- uh t- the, the album self-titled track god damn it. I can't say that damn word I was gonna say it. I was gonna make it sound sexual. I didn't want to do that <laughs> Um, there's a lot more to them. But look man. Jodeci is motherfucking classic. Um, and with that being said, look, like I said, we have Shelton on. Um, go do your googles, look him up. This man has worked with the Korean Beyonce. Her name is Ailey. He's been had record deals and written and produced credits and all this type stuff. Shelton J, what it do, man? What's happening? So it was so it, it's because of the Charlotte connection. Is that partly why? Yeah, I got wait, you. Wait, that's where it starts at. I wish we had video because this man's wearing the Carolina Panthers hat. <laughs> 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 we can
1: get video now. <laughs>
0: But yeah, um, so 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 this 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 is gonna this is gonna date me a little bit. But um I never listened to this entire project before. Wow. wow. This came out in '93. I was in the third grade when this came out. But by the time I got to eighth grade, I damn sure knew what the hell Feenin was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. but, but, but back then, right, the way you came across music your friends and people will put you on but you didn't necessarily listen to the entire project right. you know what i'm saying cuz i kind of i came up in the era of tapes but when i was really getting my hands physically on music it was through cd so i can skip and you know so i never listened to this whole project like this is my first time listening to the whole thing so it, it took me back i'm like damn bro this is when r&b was at its height mm-hmm. like people don't make R&B music like this no more you know what I'm saying it's like a lot of R&B today isn't trying to sing the pants off of women and that's what they was doing Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like fuck all of that super hyper aggressive shit and you know things that are a bit vulgar you know they was extremely sexual but they weren't vulgar you know what I'm saying it was like the gentleman's way of coercing a woman into to come back to your path you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I feel like, man, like it just took me in a time machine because these are the, this was the time when I got game. Like I got game from Fiend. Like back in the day when I was a kid and I started talking to a chick, this is the type of music I had playing in the background. You know what I'm saying? Like like this is this is that type of music, man. And it just made me realize like I am disenfranchised with, with R&B today. You know, and it's it's not where the genre was set up to go. Uh, but with all that being said, man, an amazing album. And also, I didn't know that it was two sets of brothers.
2: Yeah, let me tell you what's funny about what you said just now. You said uh-huh. something that was key. You said that it put you on game. Uh huh. They literally put me on game. Really? Tell you what. Okay, I mean go ahead. You, okay. So, and I'm gonna, I want, I want to know what you think of it before I tell you what I think of it, Kim. But um, as you, you know that they're from Charlotte. Well, they were a gospel group. They were little mm-hmm. Cedric and the Haley singers. You can look them up. So. KC and JoJo were a gospel group, and KC was the lead singer, Mm -hmm. and he's a younger brother. Mm -hmm. But he was—they were kids, and Mm -hmm. they—he was the lead singer. Well, I used to go to watch them sing gospel. I was a little little boy. Oh wow! Going to watch them as gospel artists, Mm -hmm. and they were my favorite gospel artists because this little kid is commanding these arenas. These Mm -hmm. you know, small churches and arenas, Mm -hmm. but he's killing it. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to a show and watching JoJo. I used to watch, like I said, I studied these guys when I Mm -hmm. said. I wouldn't be doing music if it wasn't for Josie. Mm-hmm. Mean, that's where it starts. Um, I would watch him talk to girls. He was leaning on the wall. Mm-hmm. He had his foot on the wall his hand in his pocket. He was leaning on the wall with a jerk curl. Mm-hmm. He was talking to this chick. I saw this and I saw how cool. I was watching. I said, He's so." I'm going to be that. <laughs> that's where I got my game. That day I decided that's going to be me.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
2: what put me into like, because I was a drummer always. I always played drums. But that, I was like, I'm going to sing now. That's what I'm doing. I got to do it. <laughs> but it came from Jodeci.
0: That's what's up. That's crazy. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, crazy. it's two
2: sets of brothers. And it started with the two younger bro- two older brothers. And well, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're, one is younger, one is older. Two, one of bro- each of the brothers had started a group because the other brothers were the popular ones. Mm-hmm. They ended up, they didn't want them in the group, but mm-hmm. they let them in the group anyway. And mm-hmm. they came to New York, got with Puffy, and they blew up. That's how it started. Wow. What That's you funny. think, Ken?
1: Well, '93, so I was in eleventh grade. Uh, this was definitely part of like that transition. Like you know, you definitely use this. You want to get some whatever. Mm-hmm. throw on some Jodeci, because the thing about them is that they had this was them really kind of stepping a little bit away from that soft ballad type of shit. Mm-hmm. And giving a little bit more of an edge to it. You look mm-hmm. at the album cover and they give you like four good ballads mm-hmm. that are like simpy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then Rod and Slide and well besides Fiend. Mm-hmm. Feena was the, you know, that yeah, that shit just yeah. kind of fucked people's head up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um but then you got Ride and Slide and Alone. Like they you talking about cursing, they cursed in that song. And I was like, whoa shit, Did this fucker just say I don't give a fuck about the TV? Yeah. Like, that shit caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. That's in my R&B now? Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to sing that? That was so fucking weird <laughs> to me. But, yeah. it was the edge that had it and it was the edge that they had that attracted a lot of the females to mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because it was a, it was a, it was starting to merge those two worlds of yep. hip hop and yep. R&B. Yep. Um, but yeah, my the, the most interesting thing about this album to me is how my heart belongs to you. The first track became like this hit without any fucking radio play. Everybody knows that song mm-hmm. and it is amazing to me because when I buy albums, especially back then I was playing this shit, like I would always play like the first half. Eventually I was, because I wanted to get my money to work, I would start listening to the second half more and more. Mm-hmm. And I started to kind of force myself to like a lot of those songs on there. And there's some interesting information about the second half. We'll I'll get tell to. you that too. Oh, you, oh, you got it then. No, 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 you got it. I'll let you go. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'll always play the first half. I don't need to play the second half, whatever. Um, but I was always surprised that people knew the first, the first song. I always thought people just knew the radio hits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when they do the first, I was like, dang, everybody, okay, all right. But what about us? What's the jam? Yes. Man, (laughs) that shit, man. Man, this shit has like some bangers on here. But it took a minute for me to fully, fully love and embrace the song because of those songs five and six, Ride and Slide and Alone. I wanted more of what was on the first album. As the last two closing tracks of the first half, uh, I think it's "You and I" and I forgot the second uh, one. But but JoJo and K.C. each had a song, mm-hmm. a solo song, and that's how they closed out the first half of the first album. So it kind of threw me off with Ride and Slide" and "Alone." Uh, you know, I was like, I don't know about that, but the first four was banging. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but nah, this this is definitely uh, you know. <laughs> The joint.
2: What were you going to say about the second half? I don't know what you...
1: Nah, you go because I think I know what you're going to say. It's produced
2: by each set of brothers. That's what it really is. The second half is Dalvin. Oh! Is see, I didn't know that. I'm glad you did yeah. go there. So okay. Dalvin is doing the, the up-tempos. Devontae does those ballads and those yeah. hit records. That's Devontae. Oh. Dalvin is the B-side guy. But yeah, He's got great records, but it's still B-side.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you know, there's a I think on rod Slide, they let Devontae, no, da- wait, Devontae get to the uh, vocoder so thing or whatever. Devontae song? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But
2: Devontae is the main producer of the group. Dalvin got, like, uh, on the third album, I don't know if you remember, on uh, the Show the After Party. I'm oh, man, I bought that too. Get On Up? Yeah. yeah that's Dalvin. But yeah. He does, like, the, because uh, he's a drummer. Mm-hmm. So, Devontae plays everything, but Dalvin is the drummer. So, a lot of those, the ones that are up a little bit more in tempo, that's
1: and and the thing about this one, and it, it you kind of need the years for this whole picture to become clear, uh, was the show the after part of the hotel, was a departure from this album. Yes, it was. But it was a continuation of ride and slide and alone. Mm-hmm. They took that and flipped it and turned it into this whole collection of songs. That, that played on that and then they were just out and they were just gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was interesting, but you know, back then you're not gonna know that because that album didn't even exist, right. you know? So yeah, so you didn't know where they were even thinking about or even trying to go. It just shows that for them, they were like, we're not gonna stay in this lane and this yeah. box. We're gonna continue to evolve and do and push boundaries in r and B. Yeah. An yeah,
2: and what's funny is this, this time, at this time, you know, you mentioned that they were crooners. They were crooners, but you had Boys and Men out. Boys and Men was your pop successful group. Yep. Jodeci was the opposite. They were the bad boys of R and B. So you had the the good guys, shirts and ties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew this a lot because that's that's what everybody was. You was gonna be one of the other. Mm-hmm. You was a singing group at the time, or you or coming up after them, of course. Like I was, you were gonna be either good guys like Boys and Men, or you were gonna be bad boys like Jodeci. And Jodeci liked the, the, the thought of being bad boy, so oh. they turned it that way. That's why they hung with Suge so much and all those guys like that. Suge was their guy, Death Row. They got songs with Def Ro. but, um, Row. But this is timeless music to me. This is my. Just so you know, this is my favorite album of all time. Mm. Of all time. All time? Of all time. This album. It, it, and like I said, part of it is partial mm-hmm. home team. Yeah, yeah and thing. nostalgia yeah. and all that. Yeah, Because yeah. I, I knew where it came from. Like I said, I know that. I can tell you the gospel. I can... Mm-hmm sing the whole gospel album if you want me to, but what I'm saying is, I've been with them since mm. their inception. I remember them coming back saying, y'all want to see KC? You know, he came in church, like, with wild hair and shirt up, button, Like, I sang still, I still, you know? <laughs> I'm like, thanks. But uh, they are, this album to me, it just meant a lot. Like, it shows JoJo's range, KC's leadership, uh, Devontae's production, Dalvin's production, all their harmonies, they put so many, and that's something yeah, that they're not they, they put so many vocals. They're the leaders in music, in harmonies, in vocals, backgrounds. Their back backgrounds are produced immaculate. And you can listen to, if you can just listen to an instrumental track with their backgrounds, it'll blow you away. Because they do
1: so much. More and, and these Boys and Men? More than Boys and Men. Boys and Men, I want to. Yeah. We have to sit down and talk yeah. about that. I, I had to. I had to show I, I know. I know. That's why yeah. I want to. I want to pick your brain and mm-hmm. hear what you hear.
2: And what I mean by that is they stack those vocals so tight, and it's, it's so many layers. Yeah, it's layered like layer upon layer upon layer. And I got. I'm gonna send you a video of them recording. They, I think they're recording this album. Okay. But um. Oh, wow. Boys and men is. is that dope, now don't get me wrong. But, but ain't no question about this. They're singing ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah we,
1: like. Ain't, ain't in the conversation. But it's not as, about that, yeah. But as
2: far as how they stack their vocals and mm-hmm. how they do vocals, Jodeci is unmatched. Jodeci is, is, is really? beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. The layers is is beautiful. It's stacked. What people don't know about singing and, R, and R&B music is background vocals are stacked. And what I mean by stacked is, say you got, say it's three-part harmony mm-hmm. in the background. Those three parts... Each one of those notes or lines is done five times each. Mm-hmm. So it's really 15 voices in three-part harmony. So when you hear the record, they compress the first one, they mm-hmm. compress the second one, they compress the third one, and then you put it out there. That's why it's so fat and meaty. Mm-hmm. Well, Jodyce would do that, and they would do 50 stacks. Oh, shit. so they would be doing like a bunch of it's a bunch of voices in there. So it
0: took them like 30 minutes just to get the background shit. Made. Oh, it takes
2: oh, it takes forever. That mm-hmm. takes hours. Damn. Yeah, it takes hours. That's a tedious process. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so easy now and, and so quick because they're just doing stuff and they're and here they're joining this hip-hop era where there's not much vocals
0: involved. Back then, it took a lot more work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, due to technology and also, like, the stacking thing, like, you know, I haven't been in in an audio studio as much as you, but Mm -hmm. we have doing projects and stuff, so I I know a little bit of the terminology, so as soon as you said stacking, I know exactly what you mean, because there are hip-hop artists that do it, but it's not, they're not stacking it like singers, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, so, and and, and you can always tell a good stack, because like you said, it, it, it sounds... It sounds commanding without being commanding because it's not Mm -hmm. designed to be at the forefront. It's designed to be in the back, but it's designed to still get your ear over everything else that's happening. You know what I'm saying? If you're paying attention like that. So no, I definitely, I, I feel you. And then hearing you saying like, how they worked on that, on this. I'm like, oh, yeah, with the harmonies and shit. Yeah, they definitely, oh, it, they, they it, are different.
1: It really shows on the opening track. Yeah. Yeah, like right around that three-minute mark. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, but, man. But even won't waste right there, your time. Because so, you mm-hmm. got
0: uh, KC won't waste your time all up in the front, and then you got like four or five different niggas in the back, like doing different and, and shit. And the way they kind of
1: uh, uh, going back and forth. Yep, Yeah. yep. Like, what people
0: don't
2: know about jodas they <laughs> flip it. So it's almost like with them... Say, you know, we do sports too. Mm-hmm. So, I may be playing the point guard. You know, you got one, two, three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. They flip it. So, the five is playing the one. The four is playing the two. Mm-hmm. The three is the yeah. three. They do that on, on their with their voices. Mm-hmm. So, I may be singing this part, mm-hmm. and you singing this part, and then they'll switch mm-hmm. in the middle of a song. You don't even, like... Yeah, they do all kind of stuff like yeah. that. That's the difference in them and others. Yeah. But, Joe, this album, like like you said, Ken, those, those first four... Ooh, the first four songs that you can play that, yeah. play that, play that over and over. But yeah. this whole album, man, I, I like, I like all these records. I really, really like all these records, and I like them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But
1: Yep, yeah, that's how I, I got, I got to that spot as well, because I wanted to make sure that I, I tried to appreciate uh, the other parts of what yeah. they were doing, and just hearing like them singing up tempo, and then I started to appreciate like. the the vocals and the way that KC would sing some of these up-tempo songs and and JoJo as well. I I do like what you said about JoJo because I really felt like JoJo was strong on this record Mm -hmm. vocally. Like, they really allowed him room to just kind of come out and do a lot more than what I remember him doing on the first one. Right. You know, definitely on, like, uh, Fienan, You know, like, I feel like that was, like, his. He killed it. Yep, he killed that shit. What about us?
2: He killed that too. Oh, man, he fucking, That's my record. Man. Yeah, he
1: did, he did, yeah. Nah, he, he was he was nice on that one. You know what's interesting? Um, it's just a sign
0: of the times. We just recently did Joyce Overgrown, right? That had 14 songs and it was 39 minutes. This joint here mm-hmm. is 13 songs an hour and three minutes. minutes. yeah. It, it's just, it, it's so crazy. Like, especially, like, when me and Ken go back to other hip-hop joints, it's just like damn anything really from that 2010 and earlier mm-hmm. it's like 13 songs hour and a half yeah. today is 13 songs 25 minutes it's it's, mm-hmm. it's so crazy you know how music has evolved just overall you know like before i feel like music was so structured you say you get 16 hook chorus uh 16 hook court you know and then you know you got a little intro you got outro now it's kind of like Verse, chorus, and the song. Like, what? What, what yep. just happened?
2: Right. <laughs> and that's and that's like I said, is a sign of the times because songs used to be like some of these records are four minutes and fifty yep. seconds. Yep. You go even further back, you know, oh, some yeah, of those records, seven minutes was seven minutes. Seven, yep, eight minutes. Yep. The intro it would yep. take uh, two minutes before they even yep. start singing. Yep. But now you, you you know even then you know just a little tidbit on the on the music side when you would play songs for executives, you had thirty seconds. You better hit them in them thirty seconds mm-hmm. or you you're out of there. So that that's kind of yeah, how Ms. white Trump, condensed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Radio radio's quick. We have we have a you
1: yeah. so know. So here's what I was gonna say that I thought you were gonna say, and I did not know this. But Timbaland and misdemeanor was a uh, Missy Elliott was on this joint. Oh yeah. We didn't have the track list like that back in the day. For yeah, bro. who, what, yeah. what, what? I didn't notice it until I pulled it up. In Apple, yeah. Know, they were, if, if you, if you. Where if, was Timbaland at? In the meanwhile. Yeah. Kick it. Let me tell you, if you, if you,
2: let me tell you, you got to read Timbaland's bio too. Because Tim talks about this. He was under Devontae. Devante basically had him held hostage, basically. And he had to escape. Wow. Devontae had Missy, Timbaland Magoo. Um, I remember Magoo.
1: I bought his album. Pharrell even came in for a little bit. All these
2: guys were under Devante. Devontae, Devontae oh, had this whole. Wow. All them producers that were dope came up under Devontae. Devontae That's was the man. crazy. But Devontae was a dictator. Mm-hmm. And he held them like hostage basically in the room. He would feed them. You couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Timbaland and Missy is all. Matter of fact, Missy is rapping in that one record. She's so, rapping on that.
0: So now in the meanwhile, now playing it, you, you, I hear Timbaland. Yeah, I hear yeah. nothing but Timbaland. Mm hmm. I he know had, that he you literally,
2: say. he literally had to escape from Devontae. and I, that's not a figurative. I'm saying he literally had to escape out of that house because he was. They made him stay in this house, so yeah. Yeah, it's just I forgot about that. To it's, that part, yeah, but.
1: like I, I didn't know. I thought they were just some random people that were on the shit, mm-hmm. and they eventually turned into these mega superstars, mm-hmm. B- bigger than Jodice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, are. Missy yeah. yeah. and Tim are bigger than Jodice. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't disrespect yeah, yeah. the but... No, no, no. no he, yeah. they,
2: he's their mentor. He was their mentor. So, like I said, Missy, I think, is on Sweaty. I think that's the song she's rapping on. Mm. Magoo was on here, too, rapping, I think, on, on one of the wow. records. Wow. But, yeah, they were all under that umbrella. He had all of them at one time in the same camp. That's, that's crazy. crazy. And, like I said, he was the their hero. And Devontae mm. was so far ahead of his time, production-wise... But he's always been a little different. He he doesn't like to travel, so if you see interviews with Jody even today. He's not there. Mm. He's out like doing his own thing, but he don't like to fly, so he's mm. driving everywhere.
1: Yeah, mm. sweaty. I like. I fuss with sweaty. hmm That's you can hear you can hear you it all, got, all over there too. Give me, give me all. Mix, I just check, this one, one two mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. four. Yep, that's Missy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. Of course, Red man was on here. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, we got to shout out Noble,
0: Reggie Noble. All right, so so we're going to do a, something a little bit different because I do think this is the oldest project we have reviewed so far on DE365. Um, Is it a classic or not? Yes, to me it is. Okay, yeah. why, why is it a classic to you? Yeah. It has multiple hits and I can play it all the way through.
1: Gotcha. What about you, Ken? Is it a classic? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a classic, man. Like, which is, which is, like, R&B classes are obviously different from hip-hop because mm-hmm. you need, like, off damn near the whole album to bang, mm-hmm. R&B, you just need, like, those certified hits. This thing has, like, an easy four, mm-hmm. like, unquestionable. Mm-hmm. And then, like, depending on who you're talking to, you can go five or six with just the first half. And then you could look at fucking Redman on here. We can get into the the shit that's outside of what with this album what we even knew the album was. Man's on here. Fucking Miss, Missy Elliott's on here. Timbaland. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah no, nah, it's it's a classic because it, like, helped launch these babies that you didn't even know. And plus, they kind of changed the game, too. Yep, yep, yep. 100. Uh, for me, it's a classic. I don't have the
0: nostalgia. Like like I said, this is my first time listening to the entire thing. So I'm going to just default to what y'all said. You know what I'm saying? Y'all lived in that era. Um. But, yeah, man, look. Jodeci... Diary of a Mad Band, we went back. We went all the way back with this one. Should we go even further back? You know what I'm saying? Hit us up on Twitter. Make sure you become a Patreon because we always ask for your recommendations over there. Uh, But yeah, hit us up. Let us know if you want us to go even further than 1993 when it comes to music. Again, thank you for the support. We're doing almost 1,000 downloads a day on the podcast reviews, and that's because of you. We ask you to help us to continue to grow organically by sharing this podcast review with at least one other person. Whether you know them, it's a coworker, family member, or you don't. Type in a random phone number and just send it to them. Who the hell cares? But we appreciate you guys. Also, if you like video content on some of these reviews, again, join Patreon. A dollar goes a long way with dead and Hip Hop. But Shelton, thank you for coming through again. We appreciate you. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.